0: This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. I want to start today's podcast with a thank you to Valorian Heroes. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, If not, please let me know. Uh, He reviewed the show, or she, uh, they reviewed the show on iTunes, and I really appreciate that because it helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, I'm just going to read parts of the review, not the whole thing because it's kind of long, but uh, it says, I learned about Bill and Run Jump Stomp via Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett from the Morning Stream. Uh, By the way, huge fan of that show. Uh, When they announced they were buying Doc Socks for their Switches from his wife's Etsy page, which you can uh, check out the link to that in the show notes. Uh, I ended up doing the same. Thank you very much, Valorian." And uh, discovered the great content that he offers on gaming and partially the Switch with his Switchcraft podcast. To be honest, I'm totally baffled that Bill hasn't been more widely discovered. He's among a select group of content creators that takes care of his audience with good equipment, attention to the smaller details with bumpers, segment intros, and transitions, as well as great 8-bit style music. Uh, and the 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 video or the the review goes on for a while. And then he says, the guy has a voice for radio. I also have a face for radio. Um, I strongly urge you to put the Switchcraft on your regular rotation. If you enjoy it as much as I do, consider supporting him via Patreon, Amazon purchases. This is a no-brainer and so easy. Or writing a review and telling a friend. Man, I'm just going to have you do my outros from now on. Because you are doing so, so much a better job than I do. Anyway, huge thank you to Valorian Heroes. If you want to read the whole review, just check it out on iTunes, or you can just go down in the show notes and see what it says there. But anyway, if you guys want to help out and review the show, um, I will read it uh, or part of it on the stream. It depends on how long it is. Whenever I read for an extended period of time, I tend to screw up, and that's why I tend to, I don't use a script when I'm recording, I just kind of wing it. Uh, but anyway, big thanks to Valorian Heroes, and I, I hope to, that I don't let you down. Hey, Alright everybody, the first ARMS test punch was yesterday. I played it a whole bunch, then I played it again this morning, and then I just got done playing it about an hour ago. So I've been playing a bunch of ARMS, and I gotta say, I am really enjoying that game. I'm very happy that I bought it. By the way, if you are interested in picking up ARMS use the link in the show notes. I get a cut of it, and it's currently $50 on Amazon as I record this. I don't know if the price will change, but that's a really good deal, and you don't even have to have Amazon Prime for that. All right, let's talk about the Arms Test Punch. Um, I went into the Arms Test Punch with the... I had preconceived notions about what characters I was going to like. I thought that I would like Helix the most. I did not like Helix the most. Um, I also thought that I was going to like Master Mummy a lot. I did like Master Mummy a lot. Uh, As far as the characters that I did play... So let's talk about the characters that were available. Uh, So first off, we had Spring Man. We had Ribbon Girl. uh, Ninjara. uh, Master Mummy. Min Min. Mechanica. And Helix. I think that was everybody. So... the other characters we did not have access to, um, but that's okay because th- those six characters were really fun to play, and I am loving Arms. Um, when I first started playing, and you can you can see the replay if you want, or the video on demand if you just go to Twitch.tv/runjumpstomp, and you click on the highlights or previous, uh, it'll be under highlights. I'll make it a highlight, uh, but if you click on the on the highlights, um, you can uh, watch me play it. I started out playing with the thumbs up grip using the motion controls, and then somebody in chat was like, "You should try out um, traditional controls and see if they work." Uh, so I wasn't sure how to do that, and so all I did was I took my my Joy Cons and I put them back on the Switch and picked up my uh, Pro controller and hit the hit the button turned it on. And sure enough, it worked right away. And I got to say, going from the motion controls to the traditional controls, I personally really like the traditional controls a lot more. Uh, I posted a poll on Twitter, which is still up. And currently, it's split 50-50. 50% Uh, 50 of the people that responded to the poll said that they uh, preferred the motion controls and the other half said that they liked the, tra- the traditional controls. Now, the thing about the controls on this game is I really feel like if you prefer the motion controls or if you prefer wh- whatever type of controls that you prefer, I don't think that you're going to be at any kind of disadvantage when fighting against somebody who uses a different type of control. I really don't think you are. Um, they... They both felt like I I feel like if I had only had the option of uh, motion controls, I would definitely get used to it and I would be totally fine. This is not a game where you are constantly uh, flinging your arms around. It's very methodical. And don't take that to mean that the game feels slow because it does not feel slow. It feels really quick, but it feels methodical. You are not uh, swinging your arms like crazy. In fact, if you do, you are going to lose without a doubt. Let's say that you decide to swing your arms like crazy. Okay, great. Maybe you luck out and you actually hit your opponent. Well, if you knock them down, which you might, they have a invincibility for just a little bit. It's actually a little longer than you would think. So when you knock them down, don't throw another punch right away. And if you're just flailing like a crazy person then you're not going to have time to really react to that. Uh, so then you'll be caught with your arms out and then they're going to stand up and be able to grab you or punch you or or um, set you on fire or whatever. And I feel like this game is what is it like? It is a 3D fighting game that only Nintendo could make. I mean, I've played Soul Calibur. I've played Tekken. And... While those were good fighting games, and I loved Soul Calibur, I played, Kilik was my was my favorite, and fighting games used to be my jam. I used to love fighting games. I used to go to the arcade, you put the quarter up on the cabinet, I got Next, super fun. I haven't played a fighting game in a very long time, and ARMS has got me hooked. Now, the only thing that I would change about the controls is blocking. Um, when, when you're doing motion controls, you just tilt the, the controllers towards each other and that blocks and that's perfectly fine. But when you're doing traditional controls in order to block, uh, well, if I'm holding the, I'm holding the pro controller in my hand right now, <clears throat> pardon me, and I'm looking at it. Okay. And, um, so the R button, that's your special move. Once you fill up your special meter, you hit that button and then you can unleash your your, um, spam at them. Um, L, uh, ZL and ZR are your, you know, that's how you throw your left punch and your right punch. You could also throw your left punch with B and your right punch with A, but I tended to just use the, the triggers for that. Uh, X is to jump and Y is to dash. Uh, you move around with the left stick, you steer your punches with the left stick. Uh, and if you want to ch- uh, change your target because sometimes you do 1v1v1, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, you can either push up on the D-pad or you can just move the uh, right stick back and forth and that'll change who you're looking at, which is great. What I would love to do is to get rid of uh, A, we don't need it all, um, or make A or B block. Either one of those B be, uh, uh, being block would be awesome because... I don't need to have more options for punches. I just need to have my L or my my left trigger and right trigger. And but what they have done is they've put block as you click in the left stick, which I can't stand. That I also feel like I can't move when you're blocking, and I don't know if you can move when you're blocking, uh, doing motion controls or not but i think that it that having block uh on the the stick click that's a mistake and hopefully nintendo fixes that or changes that or gives us the option to assign um our buttons the way we want now looking at mario kart i don't think that they did so i don't i don't foresee them allowing us to rebind um buttons in arms but it would be really great if they did now that's controls out of the way. Uh, the too too long didn't read for con- controls. Both work very well. Some people are going to prefer motion controls. Some people are going to prefer. Um, my my son prefers motion controls. Uh, some people are going to prefer traditional c- controls like me. Uh, I think with some very small tweaking, the traditional controls would be miles better. Just move one button. That's all. Uh, but I think the game's fantastic controlling and I can't wait to jump in and play again. The game plays flawlessly. I saw absolutely no frame skips. Uh, The animations looked gorgeous. The colors just pop off the screen. The art direction and uh, character design are absolutely amazing and really, really fun and unique. And that's what I really like about ARMS is how unique it is. Uh, Speaking of unique... They've got a lobby system in this game that is really fantastic. I've not seen this before, but the lobby system, uh, basically, it takes a bunch of people and just throws them in a room and then randomly puts them in matches. And then as you finish a match, it'll grab another person and put you in a match with them. And the matches are over really, really fast as well. Uh, this, this game has a really good uh, tempo where you're constantly just starting a match or just finishing a match um, you're only ever sitting there in the lobby for just like maybe 30 to 40 seconds at the most waiting for, uh, waiting for a match. And I, I think it was really good. Um, we talked about the graphics. Let's talk about the sound. I think the sound is great. What I would really like is to be able to shut off the music, the in-game music, not because it's bad, but when you're playing the game for an extended period of time, you're probably going to get sick of hearing that music after a while. And people are going to want to listen to their own music. Now, in Mario Kart 8, you can't do that. There is no way to shut off the in-game music. So, all you could do is like turn off your sound completely. in order, And, and nobody wants to do that either. Uh, so, I really hope... Th- and, and there's no options available in the game right now, anyway but I do hope that there's options available in the game when it launches to let us, give us a little more granular control over the audio that we're hearing. I would like to be able to turn that, that's the music slider all the way down so I can play my own music, because after a while it just gets repetitive. All right, let's talk about the different modes. Uh, The one mode that we didn't get, well, Okay, there's multiple modes that we didn't get. But the one mode that I was really looking forward to that we didn't get is hoops. So I don't know anything about hoops. Um, what I do know is that 1v1v1, where it's three players, or actually, what basically, they have they have multiple modes. There's a fight mode where it's just punching, okay? Then there's the volleyball mode. And on the fight mode, you can either be 1v1. Or uh, you can be variations with more than two players. So let's say that there's three players. That's going to be a three-player free-for-all. Anybody can punch anybody. Uh, four players. You can either be two on a team and other and the other two on a team, uh, or you can be all free-for-all. Uh, and any combination of that. It sounds really. It's it's really great. And I really like the versions where it's more than just two people uh, playing. Because you can do a little more strategy there. You can um, make people. You you can move your character strategically in order to put another another character between you and one of the other opponents, and so they will end up fighting each other, and then you can just kind of tag at them from behind. Uh, so there's definitely going to be jockeying for position in this game. And I had a lot of fun with the one V one V one. I only did the, uh, four player free for all probably two or three times, but I thought it was really good. Um, the a big car just went by. Um, the volleyball game was very cool. Way, way, way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, especially once you figure things out. So, um, you've got grabs which is when you when you do a double punch basically that's a grab and if you grab the ball that is considered a set so the ball will go up really really high and then you can follow up that grab with a punch which will then be like a spike on the ball and depending on how heavy your arm is that will determine how quick the ball moves uh, you basically just want to keep the ball from touching the ground on your side. Very, very fun. Um, I can see how when playing this 2v2, uh, being able to talk to your partner would be great and could definitely, you know, you you want your partner to back off. Plus, um, just a second. Sorry about that. I had to clear my throat. Um, plus, there's friendly fire in the game. So while you and your partner are playing, if you are behind your partner and they're trying to hit the ball and you're trying to hit the ball, you might actually punch your partner and stun them. So you got to be very, very careful of that. And that's where being on voice comms would be very, very useful. I might have to clear my voice again. I'm sorry about that. Uh, So I'm, I'm definitely enjoying the volleyball. I cannot wait to play hoops. Uh, hoops looks like an absolute blast and it's one of the things that I'm most excited about for the game my guess is a lot of people are and Nintendo knows that and so that's why they're holding it back um, probably the same thing well or, or maybe it needs more balancing I'm not sure all right so um, we've talked about oh the the characters I think all of the characters are really good um, I did not like Helix at all Like, I thought that Helix was going to be my dude. He was going to be the one that I was going to use all the time. I was going to main Helix. I don't like playing as him. I don't like his weapons. I also don't like Min Min. And the thing that both Helix and Min Min have in common is that they both have those dragon lasers. And I just don't like the way that those particularly play. One thing that I did notice while I was playing is that i was I tended to fight a lot of the same character, uh not a whole lot of people were playing as mechanica, not a whole lot of people were playing as master Mummy, who I think he's my favorite it's It's between him and Springman. I'm not sure which of those two is my favorite, but one of them is and I had a lot of fun with both, but I didn't see very many people playing as mechanica or springman uh everybody else I kind of saw in equal amounts except for Ninjara, who I saw ridiculous amounts of people playing ninjara so i'm not sure what the reason is that those characters tended to be the most uh or the the least common i'm not sure if it's their design or that they look like they're big characters and people want to be more fluid in the way that they move around Uh, master mummy does move very very slow um but then again um mechanica can fly you know, and, and Master Mummy can heal. So they definitely have their advantages. I'm just not sure if it's a character design thing that made people shy away from them, or if it's a, uh, like a tactical decision where people are, had figured out that these are not very powerful characters. Um, honestly, when I first started playing, I, I I started as Master Mummy, and I did not like him at first. But that was, I think, because I was trying to use the motion controls, and I didn't know how the game worked very well. Uh, and by the way, when you are using the motion controls, you do not have to use big movements. You can use very small movements, uh, just like when you did a, a, played on the Wii. You know, just little tiny movements, and it registers it just fine. Um, I felt like the motion controls were precise enough, but I preferred the comfort of the traditional controls. Also, keep in mind that when I was playing, I'm sitting at a desk... Uh, with a big microphone in front of me. So motion controls kind of get in the way. Um, I'm not a huge fan of motion controls. Like, that's why I didn't like Skyward Sword as much, even though it was, a, like, everybody says it was a really good game, and it was well-designed. I didn't like the motion controls. So I'm not a motion control kind of guy. I'm glad that Nintendo's giving us the option, one way or the other. We, we have an option. And, you know, they even said the reason that they're doing that is because they want to make sure that the game is accessible. That's the motion controls. They make it accessible, uh, but also deep. And I think that what we're looking at here with ARMS is a very accessible and very deep fighting game that I think could definitely be an eSport kind of thing. I can see us watching ARMS... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Tournaments. Uh, I can definitely see us watching ARMS tournaments on Twitch for big prize money, just like we do with Street Fighter 2 or other um, fighting games. Anyway, let me know what you guys think of ARMS. Uh, Let me know if you had a chance to uh, try out uh, the test punch and um, who your favorite characters were and which weapons were your favorite. By the way, my favorite, I think my favorite character was Master Mummy. Um, He had the big ball. I really liked that one. And then he had Phoenix, which I really liked that one. Uh, I thought that that was a really fun combination. So anyway, right into the show and let me know what you guys think. Well, here's news that I did not expect to hear before E3, and that's that Capcom has announced Monster Hunter Double Cross for the Switch. Um, they have given us a release date. I, I originally had written down that we don't have a, okay uh, August 25th for Japan, no release date for the US yet. Um, they also said this is not the unannounced uh, IP that they've been that they have planned. so they've got something else up their sleeve for the future, which is great. Uh, They did go on to say that it's 1080p docked, 720p handheld. They did, I don't believe that they said anything about the, uh, like the frame rate that it's at. The game did not look terribly taxing. Like there's an, if you want to look at the ad, just look at the show notes. There's a YouTube video um, with the ad in it uh, or an advertisement uh, for the game on the Switch. It looked like they're basically upscaling stuff from the 3DS, which is fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not a um a snob for graphical fidelity, and if that means it's going to run really really well, then I'm all for it. Uh, They said that you do have local and online for four player, Uh, and they said that this is very interesting. Save data was transferable between the Switch and the 3DS version, so. I guess you can decide what which system you feel like playing on today. I can't imagine if somebody has both that they would choose to play on the 3DS without that second stick. That second stick is very important for Monster Hunter. And I've tried playing Monster Hunter, some Monster Hunter demo. I can't remember which one. Maybe it was Monster Hunter 3U uh, using the... um the C-stick that came on the new Nintendo 3DS, and I hated it. I did not like the controls, um, and I really... Well, it's not that I hated the game. I, It was just the demo that I played, and I felt like the demo didn't explain how to play very well, and I did not like trying to control the camera with that nub. So having two full sticks, two real sticks, is really going to help with a game like that. And I'm looking forward to it. Now, if you don't know what Monster Hunter is, I've never actually played a real Monster Hunter game. I've only ever played a demo. But basically what Monster Hunter is, if you are a fan of MMOs, it is MMO boss fights with four players uh, up against a big monster, a very grindy game, which sounds like I'm saying that, that that's a bad thing. But basically what you do is you go out and you have to fight a monster in order to get a thing, you take that thing and you can upgrade your weapons in order to make them a little bit better and then you go out and fight tougher monsters in order to get other things in order to upgrade your stuff and and rinse repeat. It's a very you know, it's a tried and true mechanic of massively multiplayer games. Monster Hunter is not a massively multiplayer games, but it's taking the 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 um a part of a massively multiplayer game that makes it incredibly fun and gives it to you. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. I don't need the big open world to explore. I just want to hang out with a couple of friends and go out and kill a big monster and uh, make my character a little bit more powerful. I think that that's a really cool um, a cool mechanic. And so when Monster Hunter comes out, it well, if Monster Hunter comes out in the US, I will be picking it up. However, remember that the Switch is region free. So even if it doesn't come out in the US, you can pick it up. Now, if the game does not have any English translations built in, I would not recommend that you do that, even though you can because of the Switch being region free. It's a very text heavy game. And not being able to read Japanese would be a serious hindrance, I believe, if, you, if you're trying to. The The game is Monster Hunter series is widely regarded as a very difficult to understand game if you've not been playing all along. Um, A lot of times what you what people tend to do is they find a friend who is already familiar with the game and they like they play it together and then they teach them how to play. The game doesn't do a great job, from what I've heard, uh, the game doesn't do a great job teaching you what you need to know. So that would make it even worse if it was all in Japanese. So unless you speak Japanese, or unless we have English version, I would not be importing the game through the eShop. I think that would be a mistake, and you probably would regret it. Uh, That being said, Monster Hunter looks really awesome. And I'm excited for it. As expected, I talked about the ARMS uh, Global Test Punch for quite a while. So in order to wrap up the show quicker, I'm going to go really fast through the last couple stories. Um, The first one is that Splatoon voice chat will not work with random strangers. So first off, yay, uh, we're going to have voice chat in Splatoon. This is now confirmed. However, it's not going to work with random strangers, to which I think probably half of the population listening to this show is probably like, awesome. And then the other half is probably like, that's terrible. Uh, And if you're one of the people like me, then you probably think it's great that it's not going to work with random strangers because I don't need uh, juvenile morons to scream at me about what they've been doing to my mother. And I'm not interested in playing with people like that. And everybody, I would just prefer be silent unless they are people who are friends with me. So I wouldn't want to talk to these people anyway. Now, I know that there are people out there that are not horrible people. And maybe I might enjoy playing with them if I could hear them talk. Okay, that's true. You've got a good point there. And I really can't argue with that. But it only takes one time where you are, you know, trying to throw your ink down and some moron comes up and starts screaming in your ears or listening to horrible music, that's really irritating, and it only takes one time to make you never want to play again. Uh, So I'm glad that they're not going to allow that, and I mean, I would prefer that they give you the option. They make it easy to just do a checkbox, and it works or it doesn't work, um, but if they're, if they're not going to give us the option, then I'm glad that this is what they're going to do. Uh, let me read the quote. It says, Splatoon is basically designed as a game that you can enjoy without direct communication. The reason we included voice chat this time is because we wanted users who already know each other to enjoy the game more deeply using a communication tool that's linked in the game. Basically, the same environment as the previous game has been preserved, so there's no need for concern. Uh, That was Yasuki Amano. Um, uh, Hisashi Nogami, sorry if I butchered these names, uh, said voice chat can only be used when playing with someone you know, such as in private matchmaking. Voice chat with someone you don't know in random matchmaking won't happen. Uh, and I'm totally fine with that I am curious what you guys think like which side of the fence are you landing on Are you happy that this is happening Are you unhappy that this is happening or Are you like me wish that they would just give us the option one way or the other even if they gave us the option though I would have it turned off because I don't want to hear uh, I don't want to hear idiots unless they're my idiots if that makes any sense What's it like? to play the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, I'm going to hit these last three stories real fast. Uh, voice, I think that's supposed to be pronounced voice It's V-O-E-Z. That gets a free update. Uh, this is from Twitter, and apparently they're getting 18 new songs. Awesome. Uh, Golf Story, coming out for the Switch. This is a really weird-looking video. I am looking forward to Golf Story. It almost looks like someone found harvest moon and they combined it with, or not harvest moon. Well, yes, harvest moon, but I was thinking of stardew Valley and they combined it with a golf game. It's, it's a really weird bananas looking game and golf story looks cool. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying that out. Um, let me see, when is it coming out? I I'm skipping to the end of the, uh, Coming summer 2017. I was skipping to the end of the video, and the video is in the in the show notes if you want to check it out. So summer 2017 golf story comes out. I think it looks neat. Um, the last story for today is that Square will talk about Dragon Quest 11 for Switch when the time is right. This comes from Nintendo Everything. Uh, okay, well of course they're going to talk about it when the time is right. Now the game comes out. Well, no, that's uh, Final F- or not Final Fantasy. That's uh, Dragon Quest X comes out for the PS4 in August and the Switch in September. Uh, Dragon Quest XI they have not said when that is coming out. Uh, we can't say anything concrete regarding the Switch version of Dragon Quest XI. When the timing comes that we can say something, there are grown-up reasons. <laughs> there's grown-up reasons there are grown-up reasons that's like he's it's like something i'd say to my son um when the time that we can say something does come i think we'll have something to say so if you can please wait <laughs> that's so funny the way that the, the way that they uh yuji hori uh phrased that grown-up reasons everyone uh he then he then also added there are various circumstances Uh, He did not make clear what those circumstances are. I just love the way that he said that. Listen, for the most part, Square tends to announce things way too early. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'm looking at you. All right, that game isn't coming out for the next two to maybe three years, and they announced it two years ago. Square always announces things too early, so if they're showing a little restraint... In not playing their card, uh, showing their cards yet, they're holding them close to the vest. I think that that's a good thing, and it doesn't bother me one bit. Now, it's also helped by the fact that I've, I haven't have played a Dragon Quest game since like Dragon, Dragon Warrior, which I think that that's the same series. I think it was called Dragon Quest in uh, Japan and Dragon Warrior in the US, and I played Dragon Warrior on the NES, and that was the last time I played a Dragon Quest game. Not because I didn't like them, but just because I didn't really, I, I don't have a reason for not playing them. Um, Am I interested in Dragon Quest XI? Absolutely. I'm definitely interested in it. I think it looks fun. I'm going to get it if I, well, when I get it, I'm going to be getting it on the Switch, not on the PS4. Even though the PS4 version will look better, just having it portable is enough for me. And before I wrap up, that's one thing that I want to talk about these multiple versions of games where you've got uh the version on on system X and then another version on system Y and the system X version doesn't look as good as the system Y version that's really only an issue if you're sitting there looking at them side by side when you're just sitting there playing the game and you're not paying attention to the other version at the same time that difference really does fade away at least for me it does and so that's why if there's a game that I can get on the switch or if there's a game, a a multi-platform game that I can get on the switch, that's where I will get it is on the switch because the switch is my preferred gaming system. I anticipated that it would be, and I'm happy to know, I'm happy to say that I was right that, that the switch is my preferred gaming system, but I didn't realize how, much I would prefer it. I prefer the Switch over everything, over my gaming PC, over my PS4, over my 3DS, over everything. I absolutely think the Switch is the best gaming console I've ever had. And the reason, which absolutely floors me, the thing that floors me the most is when when the Switch was announced, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to get this, I wish that they just did a traditional console that I could just leave plugged in, but I'm going to get this. I am so glad that they did not listen to me. I'm so glad that they did it. Like if you go back to, I think it's like episode two or three of my other show, it's called We Play Games. Back then it was called Run, Jump, Stomp. Um, Very complicated. If you go back to, I think it's like episode three or four, Uh, it's, it's back when, uh, Satoru Iwata first announced that they were making the NX and that they were making mobile games. And I said that this is a list of the things that they have to do if they want it to succeed. And I am happy to say that I was wrong about some of that stuff. I was pretty close to the mark on some things, but I was wrong about some of that stuff. One of the things that I was wrong about is third parties. I don't think that Nintendo has to have third parties to be successful. Another thing that I was wrong about is that um, Nintendo needed to just make a console that just plugs in. I'm so happy that they didn't do that, because while I did not think that I would play this game or this system undocked very much, I find that I am constantly playing it undocked. And not only that, but because we have extra docks in the house because my wife is awesome and she lets me do that, that kind of thing. We've got a dock on in the living room. We've got a dock on our bedroom TV. And then I've got a dock in the, um, in my, uh, recording office, uh, or in my podcasting studio. And the thing about that is that we're constantly like my wife and I'll be like, Hey, you want to play Puyo Puyo Tetris? And she's like, sure. I go, all right, I go and grab my Switch, and I bring it to whatever room we happen to be in, and then we play it in there. And I think it's great. I absolutely think it's great. And I also love that I can just take the thing out. And a lot of people kind of poo-poo on the on the kickstand. I love the kickstand. You put that kick, kickstand up, and you start playing a game. And I'm also very much, like last episode, I talked about Astro War Deluxe, or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the game is called. Uh, go back and check it out if you want. Um, but they show playing the game with the Switch laying on its back on the table. And that immediately brings to mind that feeling of when I was younger going to an arcade and they had a cocktail cabinet, which was basically a table with an arcade built in and the screen was the table or the table was the screen and they had controls on either side and people would like set their drinks on uh on the 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 cabinet i'd spent a lot of time in bars when i was young with my with my parents um and so you could sit there and play it uh against each other sitting across from each other looking down at the table uh and i thought that that was really cool and i'm very excited to say that now you've got a portable version of that and uh, I hope that more games um utilize that as an option. I've gone off on a tangent and this episode's been become very long so I'm going to shut up now. Um let, we'll do the wrap up and then well you know how it goes after that. Wow 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 All right, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story I missed, let me know. You can do that in a whole bunch of ways. You can use the hashtag on Twitter, AskSwitchCraft. I check that before I record every episode. You can use runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just email me. Use the subject line, SwitchCraft. You can give us a phone call. We'll play it on the air. Uh, The phone number is 260-RUNJUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Uh, if you want to give us feedback, do exactly what Valorian Heroes did, give us a review on iTunes. That's a huge way to to get back to us and to help us support the show. I have two more reviews waiting for me to read. Hopefully, I can do one every episode. That would be really awesome. Uh, if you're looking for other ways to support the show, you can just use my Amazon affiliate link. It doesn't cost you anything, absolutely, uh, except for whatever you're spending your money on, and I get... I get some money out of it and that's awesome. You can buy Doc Socks uh, for your Nintendo Switch. Class that thing up from my wife. That's etsy.com slash shop slash run jump stomp. And if you want to become a patron and help me uh, deliver content just like this, go to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you missed any of those other links, the one link that you need to remember is runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And, you know, we in the last month, we have tripled our downloads. So thank you so much to those of you that are listening. I really, really appreciate it. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but I'm also a streamer on Twitch and I often stream Nintendo stuff. I'm currently in the middle of streaming Alien Isolation, which is not on Nintendo, but uh, I'm, I stream a lot of Nintendo stuff. And if you want to check that out, just go to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or you can just go to runjumpstomp.com and click live. Anyway, thanks so much. I will see you guys next time. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Bye-bye. podcast and others like it are part of the run jump stomp gaming network for more information on where you can find content like this go to runjumpstomp.com